another playoff game at the Fargo Dome. Good morning, Swanee. Hey, fellas. I, I love the Gordon Lightfoot talk. The uh, wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I think that's what uh, NDSU is going to do to Montana when the gales of, uh, gales of December come calling. Hey, Swan, I, I want to throw some numbers out there. The NDSU Bison defense is number five in the entire FCS in total defense. 292 yards a game. Scoring defense, 17.4 points a game. They rank number three in passing defense. Is the Bison defense not getting the respect it deserves? I think first impressions are so very important, Doug, and I think a big part of that goes back to the, uh, I, I hesitate to say struggles, but a lot was made out of NDSU's uh, um issue stopping the run earlier this year. And I think a lot of folks remember that because in the latter half of the season, they've played some pretty good offenses. You know, uh, Southern Illinois, Baker, their quarterback, is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Valley. Tommy Schuster for UND, probably one of the better quarterbacks in the Valley. A little erratic, but still very, very good. And the defense, Code Green has gotten a lot better as the season has worn on, that's for sure. Well, and uh, there's no there's no doubt about it that the Bison defense has been uh, disrespected. I bet a lot of people would be shocked to find out it's so highly rated in the top five like that. So as we match up with Montana, and that's what it's all about, Swan, is how we match up. Who do we look for? What do we look for when we're getting ready to take on Montana? It starts and stops. You know, you mentioned their seventh-year quarterback, Doug Johnson. He, he actually started playing college football in 2016 at Georgia Tech. So wow. he's been around a long time, a lot of experience, and, and he's their go-to duty. He has 21 touchdowns on the year. They got a bunch of uh, big and tall, lanky receivers, and, and that's something Coach Enns mentioned at his press conference earlier in the week. we we got to defend those 50-50 balls. But if you take a look at the strength of this Bison defense, they're getting a lot better up front, I think. I think some of those younger guys that have been forced to play early are really, really coming along. But you look at the back end of that defense and the secondary, and they're still very good. So when you talk about matchups, Dan, I think the one thing for North Dakota State that we always rely on is running the football. Bendyashu can impose the, their will physically on Montana. Montana State was able to put up 439 rush yards in the brawl of the wild against the Grizz. I think if the Bison can do that and, and win most of those 50-50 balls, the herd's going to be in really good shape. The uh, three fellas that uh, exited the program right after the final game of the year against the University of North Dakota, is their absence going to be felt by the Bison on Saturday? Yeah, yeah I, at the running back, I don't think so. Not not to take away anything with Dom Ganella, but the, the running back room, he has been buried on the depth chart a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know that NDSU is going to miss him. But a guy like DJ Hart who, and Marcus Siegel, who were both playing quite a bit, uh, I think what, I, what I'm what i going to be curious to see, you saw DJ, the wide receiver who transferred, he had that big 70-yarder when NDSU was backed up third and seven in the shadow of its own end zone against UND. You know, Zach Mathis has been playing really, really well. Braylon Henderson, Raja Nelson, some of those other receivers. But who's going to be that other wide receiver for North Dakota State on Saturday when the Bison get into a situation third and seven? They need to throw the football. So Hunter Lipke did not play in the final regular season game, and the uh, all-conference team came out. And what a what an honor for Hunter Lipke to be named all-conference twice, if you will. He is the all-around player and at running back or fullback uh, in the conference. Uh, is he going to be back? Is he available for this game? And if so, what kind of impact will he have on the game? A huge, a huge impact if he's available. I mean, we see that whether it's last year's playoffs against James Madison and Montana State, 
where he had five combined touchdowns. Or even throughout the year, we saw how lethal Hunter was, both running the ball and being a weapon out of the backfield as a wide receiver. The Bison typically play injuries very, very close to the vest, so we'll find out Saturday if, if number 44 is down there on the field warming up and playing. I know that he wasn't listed on the depth chart this week, but I mean, I, I don't think that really means anything. So I think where you know we really don't know the extent of that shoulder or arm injury, not a lot has come out on that. I think he's he's a tough enough player where if he's able to go, he will. But boy, oh boy, would we sure love seeing uh, number 44 as Bison fans on the field down there in this playoff run. All right, boy, sure hope he's out there. Uh, so Cam Miller uh, at quarterback for North Dakota State University. Uh, Bubba Schwaggert, uh we all love Bubba, and I was really heartened to see he uh, finished second in the voting for the Coach of the Year uh, in the Missouri Valley Football Conference. When they were getting ready, when UND was getting ready to play North Dakota State a couple of weeks ago, he had big compliments for Cam Miller going into the game, talking about how he had improved like 100% since the start of the regular season. Your thoughts on Cam Miller's quarterback play the last few weeks? I think Coach Schweiger is probably right that it has gotten a lot better where the consistency is something, you know, even going back to that Arizona game or earlier in the year, he might make a big throw, but then he, he had that fumble or an interception. He's really cleaned that up. He's taking care of the ball very well, completing about 70% of his passes. And in the run game, I think particularly that athleticism, five rushing touchdowns against UND, I think the Bison are going to turn him loose a little bit in the playoffs more. And we kind of saw that, and, and I'm not, I don't want, folks out there to misconstrue this, but if you remember when Easton Stick was a senior during the regular season, we didn't see a lot of that run game, but in the playoffs, they really busted that out. This NDSU coaching staff is so very, very good about coaching for the playoffs in Frisco. I expect that we'll see whether it's some run stuff out of Cam, some some stuff out of Cole Payton. They they typically have some wrinkles that we haven't seen in the regular season, but you're right, Dan, on that, that third and seven that he hit hard on against UND, that, that's a that's a play you call and you trust your quarterback when you're backed up in the shadow of your own end zone. Typically with the younger quarterback, it's third and seven, you run the ball, you punt, you, you live to fight another down. But in that situation, calling that play call and taking a shot 70 yards down the field, what that tells me is this coaching staff has a heck of a lot of confidence in Cam Miller, and he's playing at a pretty high level right now. Josh Watson joining us. Heard it here with Swanee every Saturday morning on our sister station, 740 The Fan. We're talking about the Bison matchup with Montana. 2.30 kickoff at the Fargo Dome on Saturday afternoon. You know, Swan, I, I wonder if you felt this too, but, uh, you know, going to all these games, being close to the program, you could almost feel uh, Coach Entz not want to show too much in given situations. You, he probably wanted to call this play because he knew it was going to work, but he didn't want anybody to see it on film so they kept a lot of things, as you just mentioned, you know, with the Hunter Lipke injury, they're kind of keeping that on the down low. Uh, he also keeps a lot of plays close to the vest that he only springs during the uh, playoffs. Yeah, on Conversely, loves to put some stuff on film every now and then to get other coaches, I'm sure, going, oh, what was that? Are they going to do that? So we're going to see some other things, some things we haven't seen all year on Saturday. Yeah, I, th- I think we will. And, and and look at last year in the playoffs, fellas, where Quincy Patterson, that run game with him that they hadn't really used all season, he was our leading rusher as far as yard gained in the postseason. And then the Hunter Lipke stuff, the, the way they used him out of the backfield against James Madison, that was the difference in the game. And, and NDSU's football coaching staff, whether it's a Randy Hetberg, a Nick Gazer, a Tyler Roll, 
you know, of course, of course, Coach Ant, they've been in so many postseasons and playoff games and big time games. They know how to prepare, and they they know in in these situations. It, I, I think you're right, Dan. It's always fun to watch NDSU in the playoffs because you see some stuff out there on the field, and you say, "Boy, I don't I don't remember seeing that all year." And it's so very very effective. So that's one of the things. I'll be looking for Saturday as well. Are you on the air on 740 The Fan on Saturday morning, Swan? 8 a.m., brother. Yeah, we're getting after it, 8 to 9, Saturday morning. And, uh, yeah, we'll be previewing the matchup, talking some more about these Montana players, their game against, you know, they were kind of dead in the water talking about the Edmund Fitzgerald earlier. The Grizz <laughs> were dead in the water. It all comes back, right? They, yeah. were, they were down 24-3 to against Southeast Missouri. When they got back in that game this past weekend with a big kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown, and that's another area that can make such a big difference, those special teams, where NDSU is going to need to be very, very solid on on kick and punt coverage and make sure that Montana doesn't get a, a, a cheap one like that to hang around the ball game. Uh, I, I wonder if you'd had to be a real hardcore fan to catch this, but did you catch the Sunbelt Conference Championship game between Coastal Carolina and James Madison? Yeah, JMU whooped them. I mean, JMU is playing really, really well. I think they're eight and three on the year. So, congrats to the Dukes for that one. You miss those guys at all? Not at all. No, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd love to play them in the FBS. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. What a shame. Both those teams they couldn't get over the hump playing North Dakota State, so they had to go up a division, play some easier. I know it. Hey, they can't win an FBS title, but they can win a Sun Belt title. So, you know, that? good for them. What's that say about the Missouri <laughs> Valley Football Conference, huh? Swan, 8 a.m. on uh, Saturday morning on 740. The fan heard it here with Swanee. Swan, thanks so very much. The best to you and your family. Merry Christmas, and thank you. Hey, same to you, fellas. Merry Christmas, and uh, go by. Bison-